And but how do we begin? You begin by asking me something. Yeah, yeah good. People sometimes say, Lika, if you go really deep into this, my closest contact to the future is my sense of what is beautiful. This beauty is my closest contact to the future. The key is to trust your gut feeling and not be ashamed of it. Never discuss or have a debate on taste of beauty or what is beautiful or not. Look for the answer in your guts and you will regret it if you don't follow it. So many people think that uh, if you ask them, do you think this is beautiful or not? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything about this. But I know that the gods told them this is not beautiful. I sort of uh, am very active in uh, map-making map what is going on, what is to become in the fields of uh, sort of the spirit of times or zeitgeist and things like that. Where are we heading? Is something new in the air? Is something, you know, what is it? How can we map it? I'm 67 years old. I'm born in north of Iceland. Uh, I live in Reykjavik since more or less since my early 20s. I studied in the 70s in the local art school, Icelandic College of Arts and Crafts in the 70s. Later, in the mid-80s, went to Vancouver in British Columbia to study visual communication. And I have been, uh, uh, it was during time when, uh, when we were changing the way of uh, making graphic design or visual communication from analog to digital. More or less since the late, uh, since in the beginning of the uh, 90s, I've been sort of shanghaied into schools and I've been teaching since 1992 and I have sort of been in, in schools and institu education institutions the rest of my life and I still am in a way. I am in a way godfather type, a grandfather type, and I, I care for my students. And I found out pretty soon that the only thing you can do with the student body is to become their friend Don't, and start to learn with them. And I have learned so many things just being a student with my students. And these things is that also is that the growing older is that you... And also when you look back and see all these uh, people you have been acquainted with and you're watching them because you see generations coming out of school 10 or 20 years later, they disappear. They're not active in the world of creativity. The thing is that uh, in this period when you're a teenager, you uh, start to look at your parents almost as an idiot, or not really maybe idiots, but you start to distance yourselves from them. Because uh, there is a new problem coming up, which is we sometimes call identity crisis. Who am I? Every generation has to do something different from their parents' generation. We can't. 
You can't invent the perfect chair. You have you just have to sit differently. And you can't listen to the same music as your parents did. Like one of my friends says, don't start talking about how it was in Vancouver. And stop using the word postmodernism. We are we are beyond that one. And so okay, so how, I have never heard anything how to how to sort of capture what is sort of like, you know, expressionism, renaissance, romanticism. What the fuck? Is, what, 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 is the, what is the sort of the concept that you use? And he said to me very proudly, we call it meta-modernism, or we're going somewhere back to basics in a way, and stop using, you know, parodies and similes and, and, and this uh, get serious, go to the real thing. Now now we, we go back to the character, back to what is hidden inside you. Stop using cut and paste. Try to find something which is you, the genuine you. We so often talk about earthbound people. Earthbound people are people who know their discipline maybe well technically and uh, use of material, use of measurement systems. And they can be really pretty good at this. They can even go to uh, schools and learn something about critical analytical thoughts to analyze things and to do some research which always end up with something more quantitative than quality. And it doesn't have to do with the deepest forces of creativity, which is usually your emotive world, your emotions, how you prioritize things. Because you are you, and you you can only do a character with your emotions in a way. And also what we call intuition. And I think in our times, like one observation... Until the end of the last century, we took uh, science very seriously and we believed, we believed in them almost. They were just facts. But art was always like uh, arbitrary. You choose what to use. There was maybe only 10% of what was done in the name of creative skills so was considered good and the rest was just junk. And now in the beginning of the century, in the last 20, 20 years, we have stopped taking scientific researches so seriously. They are, again, they are arbitrary. We are picking up the one, because there are so many things done in the name of science, which are just junk, you know, not signifying anything. And uh, we are beginning to be arbitrary on how we select like we did with art. And I think art is starting to, to be more and more important also because it, this is not really about either or. It is about reflection of our right and left hemisphere in our brain. And it is about using both, not the other one. It's about using both because analytical thought is a very bad driver under the steering wheel, but excellent backseat a warning system person who watch out for this, this could be dangerous. And they, backseat drivers, they always drive by the map, whereas art knows 
your art begins where your knowledge ends. There are so many things we could not really speak about on the last century, which is much easier to do now. And now you can go to homes of elderly people and everyone is doing yoga. It is unbelievable to see this, how it took maybe 30 years to become, to become sort of, because in, 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 in comparison to Western traditions of, uh, of fixing your body, with, with the, the, because this seems to be the origin of sport, seems to come from the days of the, when we were just military and, and we had to use weapons to fight and we had to do exercises to fight. And that, that seems to be so much the core of uh, Western civilization is to exercise your body to prepare him for fighting. And Western people, they so often think about best living environment in the world. But when you think about it, it's all about conquering and the nature has to be submissive and including, you know, all kinds of uh, controlling systems seems to be how to, how to suppress. Whereas in, in the older culture, it is about understanding nature and do co-work with the nature and learn and study how the nature does it and uh, use it to help you instead of always conquering with bigger equipments, bigger caterpillars, bigger power stations, and not thinking with a deeper understanding how the nature works. And I think this is opening banks. Used to have a, a huge hole with lots of... Uh, authoritative material, big paintings on the walls to show their, how, how powerful they were. But uh, they, are, they, they don't exist in houses anymore. They are all on the net or the web. And, and there's so many things that, that has changed the way we do things between this generation. There's a totally new generation gap. And I'm not saying that all of it is good, but this makes space for doing other things. And I think this also opens for creative forces. There is one interesting observation about uh, the difference between spirit and the soul. And uh, uh, it just came to me somehow. Spirit is something which is uh, charged by people in the sense that there is a, a spirit in restaurants, there is spirit in schools, there is spirits in towns and cities, and we all sense it. We all sense it if it's a bad spirit in some restaurant or shop or whatever it is. And usually there is people behind this Sometimes just one or two, sometimes a, a group of people, sometimes a whole movement of people who creates the spirit of times because they found something in common or something and it just pops up. Spirit is something uh, which is sort of, which, which we make. But we, the soul is a different nature. The soul is the feeling when you have something which we sometimes call a butterfly in your stomach. There is a direct con connection between the butterfly in the stomach and, uh, and the, the soul. 
It is in a split second. You know before you start to think logically or consciously, you know immediately what is right and what is wrong, what is beautiful, what is ugly, what is exciting and not exciting. You know this all before you use your analytical skills in the butterfly in your stomach. Your gut feelings. It's in your guts. And where does this come from? You get these gut feelings many times over the day. Some things really matter, some things does not really matter. You have to prioritize this. And you always regret it if you don't follow this gut feeling. It's important ones. You will always regret it. I should have listened to myself. The nature of, of being in an island like this one is that we are always prepared for crisis. It is on the edge of being possible to live here. We've got earthquakes, we've got volcanoes, we've got uh, uh, icebergs, we've got uh, everything which sort of makes it difficult to live. And, and so the only form of controlling this kind of living conditions is constant crisis management. We cannot make plans for the future because <laughs> we know it, that, uh, that uh, sometimes the, the ocean that is giving us uh, lots of uh, uh, food, sometimes the fish disappears or we are even trying to have our living stock surviving the winter, but there is a volcano that uh, spreads us all over uh, the island and we cannot get anything to for the living stock, they even kills the living stock. All plans, like five-year plans about how to survive in this island, it just means nothing because we have to be able to exercise crisis management all the time. So we know that uh, the nature is in the end so much stronger than, than, although we have probably never been close to destroying Mother Earth than our contemporary times. But on the other hand, nature is very, very strong. And so many people don't realize it. And the nature shows no mercy. It is no mercy. So this is sort of part of the nature of people living in this kind of environment. Plants don't work. I think my whole life has been uncertainty in the sense that I am a, a college dropout. I was kicked out of art school in the 70s. But this does not mean that I have, I have education in different ways. When I was in, uh, in college, I was so busy in uh, school politics and making posters and designing school newspapers and uh, living this, uh, this wonderful life of being in your, from 16 to 20 or something like that. And uh, also, I had always had problem with authority. And when, when people, when I get this resistance or when I experience adversity, it is it's a both uncertainty, you don't, you're not following the leader. And, and also, that usually makes you, uh, makes uncertainty when you don't go with the flow. 
and you feel uh, you feel this. This always has been sort of a drive for me. I love that kind of situation because also if you if you make a, a circle about everything which is certain and we know, nothing new will happen. You have to go outside to a, a, a place which is not never secure, but you better use only the half of the day for the traveling into uncertainty because you have to have a chance to go back into safety if you don't find anything to survive of. You need to find some uh, living uh, 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 sources as you just water and air and and things to eat or something. If you don't find it, if you go into that kind of a certainty which you don't have a shelter, you have nothing to eat and you are out of everything, you you need to be able to find uh, uh, some kind of a way to go into certainty. Uh, but you have to be able to have the guts and the and the sort of also maybe the, both the guts and also have your experience behind you to go out outside of the circle of certainty. Well, you you see all kinds of people who have got the guts, and they're usually the people you respect mostly and they can be just people who are catching uh, fish from the seas in bad weather conditions and there's no certainty but you do it because you've got the guts to do it and there are all kinds of uh, of, uh, of ex- uh, examples about this people who got the guts to go into uncertainty but for sure so many things would never happen if you're always inside the ring of certainty. I've always been on guard against the medical science and, and doctors and, and medical systems. Really on the guard. Don't trust them. There's always something another that is uh, that is wrong than you think. You are a really good liar to yourself in a way. But the fact is that uh, our body was designed some thousand years ago to last for 50, 40 to 50 years. People did not get older than 40 to 50 years old until last century, 20th century. Then we got an extension of 20 to 30 years at least. And there is no guarantee from the creator for this extension. Everything can happen. And, uh, and the medical doctors and the health system is about uh, fixing this and extending our lives for these 30 years because there are so many things that can happen which are not designed to last for so long time. And also, after living in a civilization of industrial food and uh, drug use and alcohol abuse, and 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 this crazy uh, life lifestyles of uh, endlessly wanting to entertain yourself probably from teenage years all the way up almost and you crash totally crash i thought honestly after all my smoking habits and drinking habits some years ago i i got what is called pneumatic thorax one of the lung of two fell apart. 
and it was because of some tar which I which I, I I I which I came out and left a wound which made an open hole and lung collapsed. I thought this was again happening when I could not breathe anymore. Sixty-six years old, and uh, I was forced to go to hospital. And I told them this was probably a fallen, uh, the lung has fallen apart again. I know the symptoms, it is, it is that. And I really regret uh, uh, smoking. And uh, they took a röntgen image of my chest and they came out and said, well, we have seen more beautiful lungs, but they're not the problem. The problem is your heart, it is too big. So I got a big heart. Hmm. Wonderful. <laughs> you got something we call heart failure. Well, what does it mean? Then it ended with the open operation. They, they, they cut my chest bones and, and uh, changed something which is sort of a gate for one of the veins that goes out of the heart and carries oxygen around the body. I think I just they put me into sleep, sleep, and 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 I was not aware of what was going on. I accepted this, of course. Anyway, I wake up from this, and and uh, uh, and I I had to be in hospital for six weeks for the first period, and I started to talk to the these these uh, these medical doctors and the heart experts and things like that. I can be quite good in communication skills. I'm a Gemini. And uh, also, uh, I'm a kind of a public figure in Iceland, and 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 so many of them, people who were treating me, they they knew me before I came to their working space, and I started to have a yeah, not exactly a debate, but I realized how 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 much they could do, and how much this this uh, how how contemporary medical science are on a level like I had no idea and and everything I thought about me was wrong but it was all kind of a, a, a consequences of the way I lived knowing this that my system was designed thousand years ago to last for 50 years and I'm 67 now that you could extend this for some definite and also they can they, they really told me that with successful operation, you will be like a reborn person after three or four months. And this has been coming true, but uh, in the sense that when you didn't get oxygen around your body and you get a full stream of oxygen now, you feel the huge difference of what has been done to you. And you begin to sense so much uh, fear of how you how you behave. I sometimes learn, sometimes someone taught me that for the word fear, F-E-A-R, fear, you could either use fuck everything and run or face everything and recover. And I had to face this fact and, 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 and I wanted to recover. <laughs> I was always running away from my body. I was always running away from my living habits. I was not facing them. And now I'm much more aware of how to face uh, the reality of the way I have been living in my sort of private life. 
you are not the expert master of your life unless you surrender and open yourself for that. We have to, whatever we call it, I like the Star Wars Yoda, may the force be with you. I like to consider my concept of of higher power just as the force. I like that.